We're very thankful today to be joined by Marlies Trover. She is the co-author, creator of a book called Pass the Plate, The Legend and Legacy of United States Congressman Kenneth J. Gray. Ms. Trover, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. So let's get to learn a little bit about you. Uh, tell us about yourself and how you came to be involved with the writing of this book. I'm an, a lifelong uh, educator. Um, I went to see uh, my grandma graduate when she was 50 uh, to be a teacher. My cousin and I then started our, our quest to be teachers, and she and I were both uh, superintendents when we retired. When I was at Johnson City uh, doing my teaching, I was teaching in the high school at the time, and my mentor, uh, Dr. Maxine Pyle, and I decided that we wanted to do some things to bring civics and government to the school. And at that time, it was in 1987. And at that point, they were, we were doing bicentennial of the uh, Constitution activities. And one of the things that uh, we, we decided we would do is we would join the, the Constitution competition. That particular competition was at high schools all over the region. And uh, as to uh, what we got involved in, we, we really didn't know all the things that we were uh, going to do until we started looking at all the pieces. We had uh, about 20 uh, kids involved from each grade. And we got a constitution book and, and started studying it. And then we got to compete. We went to Mount Vernon and we went to Springfield and we did pretty well. But we didn't go to D.C. Uh, for the competition that the kids were so excited about everything that they had learned. We decided that we would make some money selling donuts. And we decided to go to D.C., the Hall of the Archives, to see the constitution. And at that time, our congressman was Kenneth J. Gray. And I had known him for time because he was, a fr he was friends with my mom and my dad. Being from West Frankfurt, I grew up in Johnson City. So he had done auctions for us and did different things. And always, we were always a supporter of him. And he actually um, said that we could come, our school could come, and our students could come to the Capitol and uh, he would take us around. He would show us different things. So we have a, a picture of him on the Capitol steps uh, in the book with all our students. And from that time on, I've been um, very interested in uh, Kenny because he did things for Southern Illinois and brought real projects here. And at the time when he first started, it was a very, very for poor time in um, Southern Illinois history. And he was very interested in uh, bringing some profit. So Ken Gray obviously rose to some pretty high heights when it comes to the political realm, but he did not start out as somebody with a silver spoon in his mouth, as I understand his upbringing. What was his early life like? Well, um, I part of the book is surviving tough times, and when he grew up, when he was going through his uh, his middle uh, teenage years and uh, before, it was the Great Depression. Uh, he grew up in Pope County, and I have a picture of him with um, his classmates and a very 
at the time, a very uh, frugal beginning for everybody. Uh, there's a really cool, uh, cool picture of him, and he, they're all in their overalls, and he's a, a young student, and he was always interested in things that moved. He was interested in cars and vehicles, and the, the one picture that I'm talking about, there's a tricycle, and, and he's broke his tricycle. He's really sad. The, the thing about the, the book is we wanted our students, Maxine and I, wanted our students to know uh, what great shoulders we were standing on uh, to help out others. And the things that, that Kenny and uh, the people in the greatest generation had done for us to get to the place we were. So uh, there's a lot of things about Kenny that are pretty, pretty well tied to his uh, meager upbringing and uh, the things he had to do. He became an entrepreneur as, as a high school student. He started his own uh, roller rink, and um, even though they didn't think that he was old enough to do that, so he made it a club and charged a quarter and even had ways that if people didn't have a quarter, they could uh, join his club. He uh, was a auctioneer, and he always liked cars, and uh, he had a whole museum at one time of, of older cars. So I think the surviving tough times part in, in the um, book is a, is a pretty interesting uh, piece because the pictures from uh, that time period all are in the Library of Congress. And uh, as a uh, FDR Democrat most of my life and com complete, the, the things that he did for people – uh, were, really came across, and a lot of that was because he was able to connect with people, and he was always very, right now I'm teaching uh, school public relations and to principals, and we always give a copy of our book, Maxine and I, to the, the principal candidates, and we talk about connecting with people and, and how Kenny was uh, quite the public relations person. He, I think he did the first probably televised uh, commercial uh, in Southern Illinois, and I'm not sure it's not in Illinois completely, uh, when he was running for Congress the first time. So uh, back to your question, I, I really believe that the depression and getting things for people were very important to him. The name of the book, Pass the Plate, uh, was Kenny's uh, design. I want it to be called Pass the Plate because Kenny was named the Prince of Pork. And pork had a connotation of uh, waste at one point. But uh, again, uh, I think uh, if it's for your region, it's called economic development. And Kenny would say, well, if housing and jobs and education is pork, then pass the plate. That's where it came from. And I, I think he and uh, my, my mother's generation had a lot of their experiences and inspiration from that Depression time and from the, the meager, surround, meager circumstances that they came from. We're visiting with Ms. Trover. She is the co-author of Pass the Plate, The Legend and Legacy of United States Congressman Ken Gray. One of the photos that really stands out to me in the book is a photo of Ken Gray during his time serving in World War II. And it's him with uh, Dwight Eisenhower uh, as his driver. Uh, that's just a very iconic photo. 
Yes. Um, I, I also have another one, and that's we standing, and I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk to you about that later, but the, another one of my favorite photos is he's standing with his wife, and he's in his, in his uh, army fatigues, getting ready to go to, uh, getting ready to be, uh, go across the seas, and um, he's got this look on his face. Uh, I put in the book that he exaggerated his age because he wasn't 18 when he actually signed up. He was 17. Uh, I didn't say he told a story. I said he exaggerated his age, as many did at that time, to go and uh, serve. The Eisenhower uh, was uh, very crucial to him in uh, when he connected with Eisenhower again in the um, to do the interstate highway system. They He Kenny had the powerful position of being the subcommittee chair of public works. So every public works in the United States had to come through his committee to be vetted to go on. So a lot of things uh, in the book show the different things that he was connected to. But the story is Eisenhower came to him and he said, you know, being the commander of of forces in World War II, he said, I want to connect the military bases with a highway system that will really make a difference because we need a connection to our military bases. And he said that to Kenny as subcommittee chair of public works. And Kenny said, I think that's a great idea. And he said, I also think we need to have some highways to connect uh, the southern Illinois places to the northern Illinois places and in all states. We need some highways for commerce. And Kenny always liked cars and he always liked that kind of thing. But he was a business person, too. So Eisenhower at the time said, well, I will, we don't have the money for that. And Kenny said, well, I think we do. I think we'll find a way to, to do that. And it was actually what they actually did was they gave a penny tax on gasoline and that started the interstate highway system. The uh, Eisenhower, when Kenny finally, he, well, Kenny says, I can get that through because he had enough connections through his public works uh, subcommittee chair that he had enough votes and um, and Eisenhower told him he said we don't have the money I will veto that and Kenny and his friend Jim Wright from Texas said well I think we've got the votes to override it so if you look at the highway system signs now uh, President Eisenhower who Kenny got along with very well from his time of uh, driving him to the time that he was the subcommittee chair of public works the interstate highway systems have his name on them Eisenhower, the Eisenhower uh, highway system. So we were able to get in Illinois uh, the Interstate 57, Interstate 24 later, uh, along with Paul Powell. Paul Powell is a a person, uh, a very interesting politician from Vienna. The only person, well, the only person I know elected from the minority party to the speaker's uh, speaker's position and he and Kenny were friends. Vienna is a very small town but we have two exits on I-24. I-24 came in a little bit later but it connected uh, us in southern Illinois to Nashville through that system. So Eisenhower, Kenny knew him and made connections with him in uh, wartime and he was able to drive him around. He was always uh, interested in connecting to people. 
he had a lot of connections. And as uh, I do my leadership and tell the students in my leadership classes, connections are very important. It's they know who you are. In fact, one thing Kenny did was he always kind of wore really interesting clothes. He had a style about him. So they knew that Kenny Gray came from Southern Illinois. He wanted to put us on the map instead of being just another place in Appalachia or in another another poor place in uh, the Midwest. Well, Sorry. I, think, I think when Glenn Pichard ended up succeeding Ken Gray in Congress or something, somebody asked him, I didn't think you could buy a regular dark suit in Southern <laughs> Illinois or something. Yes. Uh, Marlene Trover is with us today. She's co-author of a wonderful book called uh, Pass the Plate, the Legend and Legacy of United States Congressman Kenneth J. Gray. Uh, there's another photo there that shows Ken Gray with John F. Kennedy uh, the night before Kennedy was tragically killed in Dallas, Texas. What's the story behind that photo? This The story is, is that uh, Kenny had a um, party for him before they went, and it's there's several very important people in that. Kenny was friends with uh with uh, President Kennedy before he became a presidential candidate. He actually was friends also with Jackie because Jackie had been a photographer, so he knew her very well. The one story that that we tell and that Kenny tells a heartbreaking tale is that uh, he knew uh, that the president also had another residence there besides the White House and that Kenny and uh, one of his other uh, congressmen, his name was Torby McDonald, were the first ones to the House. It wasn't the White House, but uh, Jackie had came uh, straight to their other house in Georgetown to uh, change clothes. And that Kenny and Torby were there when she came in with a pink suit with his blood on it. So that particular that particular picture that you alluded to is kind of a happy, happy picture. And it wasn't... Um, too many, too many hours before uh, the tragedy of the nation uh, erupted, and uh, the whole situation with the uh, president getting killed, and then those other gentlemen that were killed as well. So that was a uh, Kenny tells that story uh, with tears in his eyes. Uh, of course, another project that everybody associates with Ken Gray is Ren Lake. <laughs> yes. The uh, there is a picture of uh, Kenny because he he uh, drew uh, he could fly a helicopter. In fact, that's what he did when he came back. Uh, he flew a helicopter and he was over the the American Legion. He'd fly his helicopter back and forth. And uh, one of the the his flights was taking uh, John F. Kennedy around, showing him the area. And there is a picture of uh, Kennedy and. Uh, Ken Gray in in his helicopter. In fact, that was one of the things because the twenty fifth that our district at the time was such a large area that and and Kenny could fly his helicopter that they ha- they sold raffle tickets so they could uh, keep him in a helicopter so he could get around to the whole district. And he used that when he was head of the American Legion after he got out. Funny story is my dad uh, took flying lessons from Kenny because part of the GI Bill allowed uh people to take different different classes or whatever and my dad when um kenny came back and he was teaching at uh i think it was benton airport benton benton airport he was giving lessons my dad learned to actually um fly from uh, kenny gray's bill uh, you know the gi bill flying 
Well, it's a, quite an interesting individual and personality to be able to connect with so many people and uh, to be able to fly a helicopter and to have the World War II experience and, and to you know have a hand in the creation of all of these projects that help shape the face of Southern Illinois. It's just an incredible American story. And I shared with you a um, story. One of my few interactions with Ken Gray was at the Ducoin Fair, and I happened to cross him, and he was driving a golf cart, as I remember it. It was, I think, maroon or sort of burgundy with a white top, and on the front of it, it said the uh, seal of the President of the United States was on it. And I asked him where he'd gotten that golf cart, and he said that uh, Lyndon Johnson had given it to him on his last day in office. Yes. Uh, Lyndon Johnson came to uh, Southern Illinois several times, and uh, one of, because he and, and Kenny were friends, uh, Lyndon's uh, Master of the Senate is a wonderful work about how he was also very connected as a senator even before he became president. He wasn't nearly as powerful in some eyes after he became president, but uh, there's several pictures. In fact, there's one picture of Kenny and and Lyndon uh, with in front of the airport and one of the one of Kenny's flying experiences. Also, Kenny was very helpful with uh, Lady Bird. She her um, America the Beautiful uh, program where they were trying to beautify different sites and different parks and different things. So there's a picture of of uh, Lyndon and uh, his wife and Lady Bird and uh, Kenny and and his wife in there. Well, you know, it, it seems like what he was able to get done in those days is perhaps more difficult to get done in today's politics, but it is an interesting concept to harken back to an era where politicians like Ken Gray were able to get so much done, and his legacy is honored uh, today in Southern Illinois by section of Interstate 57 that's uh, Ken Gray Expressway. Gosh, it's probably been 20 years ago now that that dedication happened. Yes, I was, I was actually uh, there at the time. I think Governor uh, Bogoyevich was, was there and different, different people. The, um, the, when we think about Kenny Gray and the interstate highway system, we can also think about the post, post offices that have his name. And one of the things being subcommittee chair of public works, he believed in putting people together together to work on projects that are going to save the communities and or serve the communities and serving the community with the post offices, serving the community with a highway system. Tom Friedman, uh, who wrote The World is Flat, said that the highway system was the very first great flattener. You may have read uh, Friedman's work. The idea of allowing people to move freely is is very important in America, and I, I think we take our cars pretty seriously. The the when we think about um, highway systems and post offices and sewer systems and uh, Rin Lake, Rin Lake was not only a entertainment center; it was a way that we could uh, reduce the flooding in Southern Illinois. So, uh, so many great projects that uh, put people to work, but also served people and brought Southern Illinois to to a higher. Uh, structural standpoint and uh, Kenny is is really really known for that 
one of the things, and, and you alluded to it earlier, is maybe people can't do that now. But if you look back at Kenny's his strategy, it was every letter that comes into my office, I'm going to respond to my staff. That's the first time he's first thing he says. Every letter is responded to. He also says we help our constituents in in Southern Illinois, and at that time it was mostly from West Frankfurt South. And doesn't matter if they're a Republican and Democrat or if they don't vote at all, we're going to help them. And so many people I know, he helped them uh, get their black lung or Social Security benefits. He was a master at getting through the bureaucracy to help people, whether it was an individual person or a community. I uh, remember when we had our dedication of the book and Mayor Butler came from Marion and he began to speak. First thing he said is, you know, I'm probably the only Republican in this room. And he wasn't, but he said that and joked. And then he said, I want to tell you about Kenny Gray. He said, we wanted some money for uh, the civic center for, for some things we were doing. And uh, so Kenny said, okay, well, I'll get it. And then he said, I want you to come to D.C. and, and, and help me um, negotiate for it. But Butler was quick to say, Kenny already got the money, but he wanted us to get the credit. One of the things that a real leader does is he does he just wants the projects for the people. He doesn't care who gets the credit. He told me once, I said, what is, what is leadership, Kenny? And he said, you roll up your sleeves and you start to work and you don't roll them down till the job is done. And I think we need more of that project results oriented instead of being afraid that the other party is going to get something or be afraid that somebody's going to look good and and that's another reason that Maxine and I wrote the book is because Kenny was a statesman and he did it for Southern Illinois but what he did for Southern Illinois benefited the whole nation and I want we wanted our students to know what a good model of, of somebody working for Southern Illinois was how can people get a copy of the book? Well, um, I could, uh, they could write me or I can send it to them. It was on uh, Amazon, but I think the only copies on Amazon now are maybe um, $400. <laughs> the book costs $20 and uh, they're, they could get in, in contact with me. We give the book to teachers that go through programs because we want them to have any any teacher that uh, I've given most of the school districts one for their library. We Maxine, I've given one for their libraries. But if anybody's interested in this book, I have some uh, copies at home, and so does Maxine. Just send me a email or uh, give me a call, and I'll be glad to give it to them. And uh, if you want my email, I can give it to you now. Sure, go ahead. Send it to my email that I know it dates me, but it's M A M. T-R-O-V-E-R at AOL.com. Now, I also have other ones, so you know that if I keep my AOL, that I'm, I'm getting pretty wise and old. <laughs> well, you and, so, I share, you and I share something, and it's that I still use my AOL email address from 25 years ago as well. Yes, so. that's my first one, and I keep that one. I have, I have one for Meridian. I have one for other, op, uh, other uh, endeavors that I do, but that's the one that I, I make sure I look at all the time well it's, and, it's a wonderful yes. book and it's just wonderfully illustrated with so many great photos it is a historical journey through the last 60 to 70 years of 
Illinois politics, and I just commend you on how nicely put together this book is. This is not a um, something that was put together in an afternoon. There was a lot of thought put into it, into the design, into the layout, into the chronologi- chronological uh, touch points, and, and so I commend you. It's, it's excellently done. Thank you so much. Now, I do want to mention that there's a lot of Kenny Gray in it. A lot of his poems, he would rhyme things. A lot of his poems, a lot of his sayings. He is such a wonderful, colorful character and a lot of Southern Illinois. So, I, uh, I, I, Maxine and I felt so good about it that um, it was a labor, but I absolutely, I, I tell my students, I said, capture it in writing because if you don't, it's going to be gone. And uh, we write our little newspapers and our little yearbook, but the whole thing is, is we have to capture the good things and we have to capture the, the heroes and we have to capture the, the positive things that have gone on be, uh, before us. Because if you looked at politics right now and the meanness of it, <laughs> you wouldn't think that we had had, uh, you wouldn't think that we had grown at all. I know some things people do, we wouldn't let our kindergartners do. And when I, when Maxine and I, wrote this book we wanted people to see how you get things done for the people hey we appreciate your time so very much we've been visiting today with marlise trover and again the book is called pass the plate the legend and legacy of united states congressman kenneth j gray marlise hope you have a great day thank you sir and i appreciate getting to talk about kenny